Hey guys, Maddie here. So before the episode starts, I want to do a quick shout out to Super Eye Patch Wolf. He is a YouTuber that really inspired this episode, and I mentioned him in the episode itself, but I didn't have his name written down at the time, and now I do. So thank you to Super Eye Patch Wolf. Check out his videos, they are absolutely fantastic. And hey, welcome to the third anniversary episode of Hey, Have You Heard About? We're glad you're here. The heavenly dart with stretch its course, death in the speaking, a great achievement the proud nation brought low by the stone in a tree. Rumors of a monstrous human bring purge, then expiation. Nostradamus's prediction for the atomic bomb. Hey, have you heard about psychics? Hello everyone, welcome back to Hey Have You Heard About? I'm your host Maddie and joining me today is a new guest on the podcast. I'm so excited she's here. Everybody welcome Zadie. Hello. Hello Zadie. What are you, how are you feeling? I'm feeling happy for a long weekend and happy for a spooky podcast episode. This is a little bit of a spooky podcast. There's some historical elements to this one, but it's, it's going to be interesting and it's our third anniversary episode so that means I can do whatever I want and so hang on for the ride happy anniversary happy anniversary there you go that's your happy for today is that it is the anniversary that's the good news couple housekeeping things if you want to stay up to date with the podcast and you want to know when episodes are coming out you can follow us on twitter and instagram at hhyha podcast I try to post there semi-regularly just to kind of know or let people know when things are coming out all that type of fun stuff if you want to support the podcast directly while also supporting a good cause, we do have a Patreon. For $1 a month, you get access to episodes a day early, so this will come out the 14th for Patreon members, the 15th for everybody else, and you also get to, like I said, donate to a good cause. The monthly donations I make on Patreon go to, or at least half of them, go to a nonprofit organization that my Patreon members choose every month and last month we donated to books beyond bars which is an organization that donates books to people who are in prison currently to help further their education so it's pretty cool nonprofit. definitely check them out i'll leave a link to their website in the description we also have a merch store at spring.com slash hey have you heard about if you like the show you want to support it by spreading the good news about hey have you heard about you can buy some merch and all the proceeds from that go straight to the national center for missing and exploited children great organization helps find missing kids or get kids who are in bad situations out of those bad situations so just a way to give back to a community that we talk about frequently on here so i think that's all the housekeeping stuff so zadie madeline are you ready i'm ready to be blindsided i have no idea what's happening today that's that's the show welcome to the (laughs) welcome to the mess okay so let me start off with a question what do you think of psychic abilities do you believe in them i have had my palm read once. Oh, okay. And it was surprisingly accurate. Uh huh. So I'd like to believe. I don't have much experience, but you know, who uh-huh. am I to say that it's not true? Okay. That's okay. how I feel. About so it. you would you would be among, I think it's like forty or fifty percent of Americans that believe in psychic abilities. Then 
That's surprisingly high. I kind of thought it would be lower. Oh, there's a lot of... I think that that number might be wrong, but I think it is around that. We can just go with it. We'll go with it. Yeah, for sure. So today, Zadie, we are going to be talking about psychics, and we're going to trace them from the 1500s to modern day. You know, I'm really excited. Maybe we'll find a psychic here in Mississippi and we can go after this. You know what? That would be really bonus episode. Honestly. (laughs) Let's go get our palms read. Go get our our fortunes. What is it? Told. The fair is in town right now. It is. I bet they have a psychic. I was in New Orleans last weekend and there were several. We can put it to the test. We will. Let's make it happen. Today we're going to be talking about psychics and we're going to trace them from a popular psychic back in the 1500s to our modern day TikTok psychics that just take over the app. I don't know if you are on that side of TikTok. I'm sure everybody listening has encountered that side of TikTok at least once. So yeah, psychics are extremely popular, especially now. And there's actually been a boom since the pandemic, surprisingly, of psychic powers. I guess people did a lot of inner searching in quarantine. That would make sense. You know? Yeah. People need answers to what's going on. Exactly. It's very, very interesting. I got a lot of this information from a fantastic video essay, and I can't remember the guy on YouTube, but I will link it down below, and I'll send it to you if you want to watch it later. But he traces the history of psychics, TV psychics especially, and talks about their impact on culture and things like that. And I watched it, and I was like, oh my gosh, that'd be so interesting. So here we are today. Okay, so we're going to start with this guy. You might have heard of him in passing. I I had heard the name before, but I didn't really know what he was about, I guess. His name is Nostradamus. Have you, does that ring a bell? Yes. Yeah. I've heard his name in rap songs, and that's about it. <laughs> that's about it. There you go, his legacy. His real name is Michel de Nostradame. He is French, but he changed his name to sound more mystic. It does sound mystical. Yes, Nostradamus. So he was born... December in 1503 in France, and he's kind of the guy that started this whole psychic train. Now, of course, back in the day, psychics were a thing, like Greek mythology, all that stuff. You know, what is the the Oracle of Delphi? Delphi? And what about soothsayers? Yeah, soothsayers were were around this time, okay, in some way, but they weren't super popular until Nostradamus came around, and he was like, "Hey guys, I'm a psychic," and everyone was like, "What?" What's going on here? But he started out as a doctor, and he traveled to a bunch of different countries, healing and doing all this type of stuff. He traveled to Italy one day and became less interested in medicine and being a doctor and more interested in the occult. So like alchemy, astrology, all that type of stuff. And suddenly he had these psychic abilities that he was telling everybody about. Mm. The ability to look into the future nonetheless astrology do you believe in astrology i kind of do i do somewhat. too it's I kind don't of know fun my birth chart or anything but mm-hmm. i still believe that i mean i'm a cancer yeah and i think some of those qualities <laughs> really ring true to me there you go. it's all belief discovery plus has a documentary maybe it's not really so much a documentary it's more honestly hey the world's coming to an end and we should all be terrified but here's what this old guy wrote about it but he had this specific way to look into the future and see and then he would write down everything in poems four line poems and then created a book of let's see 6338 prophecies i think we would be really into that as english teachers i think so in the day for sure i i I wanted to get the book 
<laughs> but unfortunately, it was not going to get here in time, which is so sad. But it's so fascinating because like a couple of them, the one they were talking about on the show I was watching today talks about this big earthquake that was going to hit the city of stars and stuff like that. And they were like, that's Hollywood. And I was like, oh, dang, you're right. You know, it was weird. Wait, so it was just a series of like predictions? Yeah. Yeah about Hmm. modern day Hmm. i think we need to take a look and see which ones have come to fruition oh there's a couple in there like the video that i was referencing earlier talks about him and kind of debunks it a little bit but there's one prophecy that this guy wrote nostradamus wrote that talked about fire raining from the sky and two structures being hit by a metallic bird and it's like a lot of people say that that was predicting 9-11 and stuff like that very weird stuff that's eerie it's very chilling i wonder if there was one about coven oh maybe we might have to okay i'm gonna order the book and we'll take a look people love to predict plagues anyways (laughs) that's very true i mean i'm sure that there's gonna be one in there i mean he he just threw all these natural disasters in there he's like yeah a lot of things are gonna happen in the next 500 years and everyone was like oh my god you're right. <laughs> a lot of things do happen. So he wrote this almanac and he claimed he wrote it because he was psychic and he wanted the world to know that he was psychic. Really was just, hey, look at me. I can do this fun thing, pretty much. Which, hey, you do you, Nostradamus. <laughs> have a good time. Like I said, a lot of his prophecies are still referenced today. And he did have some contemporaries, other psychic people who said that he really sucked at what he did. Like he just was not good at it at all which is i find very funny that a group of other psychics were like hey that's you're not good at this when this is just and it's no hate to psychics like i it's really fun to believe in (laughs) but i I just find it funny that they were like hey this isn't right you're not doing it correctly and it's like i don't know they can't even prove it exactly exactly they're all just playing a big guessing game (laughs) exactly so nostradamus was kind of the first guy who was like, hey guys, let me capitalize on my psychic abilities. Read my book. I would read his book. Oh, we are. I'm going to get a copy. Don't worry. Maybe we should read it to our students. You know what? I bet they would find that really interesting, actually. (laughs) Maybe every week we'll read them a poem from Nostradamus. And maybe watch a TikTok predicting the future. Oh, exactly. So we can know (laughs) what's coming up. Just in case. Just in case. I'm worried. Mm -hmm. I don't know about you. (laughs) There's a lot happening right now. Moving on into the 1600s, of course, this is when witchcraft became like a big no-no. And the Salem witch trials was a whole thing. And it was a weird time influenced by modern ideas mixed with old folk traditions. You know, so the world was moving away from like going to see the medicine woman or going to see the, the, what is they called? The woman who had herbs and stuff like that who could like prove or heal you and things and more so moving to see like actual physicians and all that type of stuff. But women and men who claimed to be psychic were considered witches and were often tried and then many were convicted and killed. So if you were a psychic in this era, you keep it on the down low. Like you gotta keep it a little bit of a secret. Anybody could be a witch. True. I saw Goody Proctor Mm -hmm. with the devil. Mm Mm-hmm. It's a good reference. (laughs) Thank you. Good spooky reference for spooky time. An illusion, if you will. Ah, there you go. (laughs) We're we're getting some English teachery (laughs) lingo up in here. So the 1600s, not a good time to be a psychic. But the 1700s, that's when the clairvoyance, clairvoyant 
with an S, not clairvoyance, with a C, whatever, began to appear. And this is a French word used to describe, like, just a fancier term to say, hey, I'm a psychic. I really want to reference Long Island Medium, so let me know when (laughs) is an okay point to do that. We'll get to her, don't worry. (laughs) So a clairvoyant means that this person was gifted with the psychic ability to see things outside of the usual world, I guess, if that makes sense. Able to see beyond or whatever, the future and things like that. Is it like like a premonition? I guess so, yeah. So that's clairvoyant. And then clairsentience is like basically an empath. So next time your friend is like, I'm totally an empath, you can say, no, you're actually a clairsentience. So I don't know what to tell you. Just to flex (laughs) on them a little bit more, (laughs) you know? A clairaudience is like hearing. So these are the people that you would go to see when you want to talk to your dead relatives. Teresa. Yeah. From Long Island Media. Exactly. (laughs) I got to slip it in. They would hear little voices being like, hey, tell, tell Timmy that he needs to do his laundry. Oh. Oh, Timmy, your grandmother, she needs you to do your laundry <laughs> badly, you know? Mm-hmm. So that these were those people. And then claircognizant people were knowing. I don't know what that means, really, but the website that I was on was written by a psychic lady. So I'm just going to pretend like she knows what she's talking about. Omniscient. She probably, she, oh, mm-hmm. omniscient, all-knowing. <laughs> there you go. Another English teacher lingo for all you fans out there. <laughs> We're learning. So that's when the clairvoyance with an T-S people (laughs) began to sort of appear on the scene. And that's when a lot of the witchcraft and all this stuff is bad began to kind of go away because people were like, hey, we would like to talk to great grandma, see what's up with the afterlife and all that type (laughs) of stuff. So let's go talk to these psychic people. Like I said, people would go to see them for fortunes and information about dead loved ones. So this is when a lot of the psychic, psychics rather, began to really capitalize on their abilities once again, because we had Nostradamus and he was like, hey, buy my book if you want to know what's going to (laughs) happen. And everyone was like, oh my God, okay, sounds good. And then we had the witches and everyone was like, hey, quit it or else we'll murder you. And they're like, fine, okay. And now we're back to, hey, come see me and pay me money if you want to know what's going to happen. And everyone's like, oh my gosh, yeah. It's very interesting that the first psychic was a man. Yes. Because I feel like I associate, I mean, maybe it's the witch thing, but I associate Mm -hmm. psychics with women. A lot of the famous psychics in ancient, the ancient world, like the Oracle of Delphi, like I said, and then there was one Egyptian psychic who was a priestess. So in the ancient world, psychics were usually women, which is really interesting. And then, of course, Nostradamus rolls up to the scene and he's like, guess what? Taking over this role. I'm the psychic now. Another. okay. when we were in school, Mm -hmm. we took that medieval lit class. And do you remember that it would be like the women that lived in the little houses attached to the churches and Uh they were kind of like oracles? Uh I don't know if that was the right term. Yeah. But even during that time, yeah, there were some women prophets. Oh, yeah, 100%. I feel like psychics just, you always associate it with women, especially because of that type of stuff. And it is, I didn't even think about, it is interesting that modern psychic stuff is connected so closely to Nostradamus, who literally just wrote a book and was like, read my poems. Hmm. Interesting. Seems suspicious. <laughs> Come on, Michelle de Nostradam. Come on now. Just say you hate women. 
it was the 1500s. <laughs> you know how it was back then. So clairvoyance, all about like that stuff in the 1700s. Um, that's when we really began to see people sort of gravitating towards people who claim to be psychics and all that type of stuff. And then the 1800s rolled around and it was like, oh boy, get ready, dude. The spiritual movement and not in like somewhat in the religious sense, but not so much in that sense of like Christianity and all this stuff. It was like a big boom in psychic powers like we saw with the 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 pandemic and all that type of stuff and if you think about it the 1800s were just coming off at least in america because i'm a stupid ignorant american and there's not much i know about other countries (laughs) the revolutionary war had happened and the civil war was getting going you know in europe the french revolution was going on too all this really traumatic important stuff was going on and it's up here come the psychics to make it all better you You know you need to cling to something you need answers for the things that are happening especially exactly which i think why is why you always see these types of or at least based off of my research there's always these types of booms going on whenever you know stuff like what happened two years ago one and a half years ago one and a half years ago happened and then like back in the 1800s all that stuff happened especially um but the so the spiritual movement sort of promoted psychic activity like i said there was a big boom in people who claimed to be psychic there's this one story of a woman who claimed that her chicken was psychic who am I to say differently? <laughs> well, hold on. She would, <laughs> she had crowds of people come to watch her chicken lay an egg to answer a question. And the egg would either say no or yes. Something like that. Like written on a note on the inside? On, no, like on, on the, the egg. egg. But it was found out that she was like, the chicken was laying eggs. and She would write something on there and then. Put it back in? Write back up no. the chicken. Yes. Yeah. That poor chicken. I know. The chicken needs to see a psychic after <laughs> he's been traumatized like Maybe that. Maybe a therapist instead of Jeez. a psychic. But this is like the type of people that, not, not again, not dissing psychics, like y'all do your thing, but this is just one example of someone trying to capitalize off this psychic movement that was like exploding across the U.S. especially. So people consulted with mediums. This is where the first time we see that word show up. Hey, Zay, in Long Island, Zay, so specifically. Excited. Yeah, there you go. This is the first time we see mediums who pop up. So people who could actually speak with the dead, not so much like, hey, so-and-so says this, but actually talk back and forth with them. Seances also became wildly popular. And if you've never attended a seance, I'm there with you because they scare me. <laughs> But I think it'd be fun to do it once. Do you believe in Ouija boards? Oh, yes. I don't touch them. I don't either. Uh-huh. I don't know. I think you can let things in. Yeah. But Ouija board was, that's when, the, around this time was when the Ouija board was first created. Wait, what time? In the, the 1800s? 1800s? Yeah. Wow. To be used as psychic way, like during seances for psychics to talk to the dead. Yeah. I know, just chills. So seances are super interesting, and that's like a whole other episode, I feel like, just talking about them. And maybe we could find a person to do a seance with. I don't know. <laughs> I think that might be crossing a boundary that I don't want to cross. But basically, you they would happen frequently at night, which actually is why we started the trend. You know, whenever you watch ghost shows and stuff, they always happen at night. It's because it was believed during this time that the night 
had like the thinnest veil between our world and the spirit world. So the seances had to happen at night. You would hold hands around a table and the psychic would start to communicate with the spirits about, you know, answering questions and all that type of stuff. Or contacting dead loved ones and all that type of thing. So it was really interesting. And if you wanted to, you could have this person underneath the table shaking it a little bit to create that especially spooky feel during a seance. That was another story that I found or that I've heard is that there was a, a twin, like two two girls who were twins, and they would, one claimed to be psychic and the other one would hide under the table and like shake it whenever the spooky levels got to maximum just to kind of get some more money out of people to prove that they were real psychics. That's pretty good. Uh-huh. It's pretty good work. I think that's pretty creative, and honestly, they probably deserve that money. Just saying. I mean... Gotta pay for the show. Maybe that's what we should start doing if teaching doesn't work out. You know what? It would... <laughs> I feel like that would be great opportunity. Listen, I'm serious. I mean... Let's do it. Let's travel with the fair. We will be We can be a carny. I would love that. that the fair's so here. Who do we need to talk to to get a booth? <laughs> Mr. Fair. The president of the fair. The president of the fair. So this is when all of this stuff was going on. There was a rise in pendulums. Ouija boards were created. Spirit trumpets. What I don't know what that is, but it sounds fun. Spirit slates. Spirit tables. Spirit cabinets, which is where, like, I think it's where you could place stuff inside and be transported to the spirit world or something. I'm not 100% sure. But all of this stuff was becoming wildly popular. And it was like, yes, this is true because we saw this pendulum swing and the Ouija board was moving and everybody was like, whoa, dude. Oh my God, this is real. Well, now you're not just like trusting what some random guy says. Uh You're seeing it yourself. Exactly. You're not reading 6,338 poems to figure out how your day is going to go. I mean, it makes sense. (laughs) You're seeing it in front of you. Exactly. So this trend of psychics became wildly popular into the 1900s as well. And to the point where a lot of famous people would go see and consult psychics. The Winchester House, have you heard of the Winchester Mm -hmm. House? Yeah. That lady, I believe her name is Mary. Mary Winchester. Maybe not Mary, but Mrs. Winchester. I might be getting supernatural mixed up in my head. (laughs) Mrs. Winchester consulted a psychic about the fact that she felt like she was being hunted by something. And the psychic was like, it's because your husband's Winchester rifles killed so many people. Now you got to build this crazy house to get away from the ghosts and trap them in your house. And she was like, okay then. Why didn't I think of that? Exactly. (laughs) Let's do it. Hey guys, Maddie from the future here. So this part I've had to edit around a little bit and I want to provide a little bit of context as to why. During the recording when Zadie and I were sitting down and actually discussing, you know, the episode and all that type of stuff, I mistakenly said that Harry Houdini, once he died, his wife conducted a seance and they actually caught his voice on a recorder during said seance, his voice from beyond the grave. I wanted to fact check myself just to double check and I realized I was incorrect. So in this section, I do mention that Harry Houdini spent most of his time or some of his time rather as a magician trying to disprove psychics, fake psychics, and the tricks that they did to basically scam people. But I got the actual voice from the seance incorrect. It was actually Arthur Conan Doyle who was a friend of Harry Houdini's, and they were so close, they actually participated in several seances together when they were both alive. But the actual recording that I'm 
referencing here the voice that was caught that is supposedly the spirit of Arthur Conan Doyle is not Harry Houdini. But I am going to play that recording for you right now, so I hope you enjoy. No. It's pretty dang spooky, right? It gives me the chills every time I listen to it. Okay, so now you're going to hear Zadie bring up David Blaine. And that's because she's making a connection or she's saying that it's interesting that, you know, psychics and magicians didn't seem to get along, which is a trend that we'll notice later on in the episode as well. So let's get back to Zadie. I will say I love David Blaine. David Blaine, Uh if you're listening... I'm not a psychic. <laughs> I do not believe. Love you. We're in Mississippi. Please come. Back <laughs> please come. Please come hang out with us. That'd be so fun. Maybe he's at the fair. I love that man. <laughs> but so yeah, like I said, psychic and séance stuff became super popular, especially in the late 1800s, and carried over into the 1900s as well. So the 1900s was when people began to research psychic abilities. So we've kind of seen it happening. We've read Nostradamus's 6,000 whatever, whatever prophecies. Now let's do some scientific research to test it and figure stuff out because that's the next step. Right. Maybe look under the table and make sure make sure the child it. is not under there. Just <laughs> you know. So this guy named J. B. Rhine became known as the father of modern parapsychology, and parapsychology is basically like psychics or you know ghosts and spiritual stuff and all that type of stuff. He conducted very simple experiments on people who claimed to be psychic. One such experiment was called the Zener cards. And basically, it was 25 cards with five different symbols. And so people had to use their psychic ability to guess the symbols on all of the cards. So they would, like, point and say, like, that's a triangle. That's a square. That's a star. You know, all this type of stuff. This sounds like something I've seen on America's Got Talent recently. So. I, there was just a knock in my apartment. So I think the psychics are getting mad at us. About that's talking. a sign. Yeah. Maybe it's David Blaine. Hi. Hey. Mm. You told him to show up. You conjured him. It's That's on you. <laughs> if David Blaine haunts my apartment, I know he's not dead, but you never know. He could spiritually be shooting his energy. I don't know. I don't know the terms for it. <laughs> energy out towards here. The Zener cards had like, they were like, okay, there's a guarantee that they'll get at least five right. Because if you're just picking randomly, then you're going to you're gonna get five at least. But if they got more than five right, and if they got every one of them right, especially, it was like, okay, yeah, this person is psychic. But if it was just five, then it was like, no, you're not psychic. So this was like the, the thought process behind the Zenner cards. And I don't know why they're called the Zenner cards. I think it's just, it's a spooky sounding name a little bit. This was like one of the first major experiments that somebody did to try and see if psychics were real. People didn't think 
that this was a good experiment. A lot of people accused him of cheating and telling people, like, showing them what the cards, what order the cards are in, because the only people in there were, like, people that believed in psychics and all that type of stuff, so... Yeah, it doesn't seem foolproof. No, exactly. Ryan insisted that it was real, and he started research centers to continue to prove that this this method and psychics were real. Not only that, he started the Journal of Parapsychology, he standardized research procedures, he developed a global network of researchers, and established the Parapsychology Association. So he was like a guy that was like, psychics are real, and I'm going to prove it to everybody, and spent his whole life trying to. Very interesting. Mm -hmm. At the same time, though, I feel like how many people were going against him? Because as much research as Uh he's doing to prove it, I feel like you can debunk it Uh uh-huh so like who was fighting him that's what i need to know i mean pretty much every regular (laughs) scientist that didn't believe in this type of stuff i think that was his whole life was just like trying to prove that psychics were real and just being like yeah you got to trust me on this dude they're real and everyone's like okay okay jb ryan (laughs) sounds sounds legit so cold war happened during this era too right apparently there was a video that was captured by a U.S. spy from Russia, and it was of a woman using psychic powers for the Russian government. And so the CIA was like, oh, oh no, they've got psychics over there. <laughs> if a war starts, we're going to be, we're going to be messed up. Like, what's going to go on? What, what? So the CIA began to conduct research and tried to train people to unlock their psychic abilities so that they could create a psychic army. Okay, feel free to cut this out if I'm incorrect, but is this the same time, I forget what the experiments were, but where they were giving people like LSD? Yes. And, you know, all the drugs to try and get them to tap into. Yeah. (gasps) Wow. This was like the precursor to that. Okay. So this was, this, they would have participants sit in a room together and think really hard (laughs) about like, for example, a goat's head exploding or something like that. And there's like, there, there, the research or the papers for all of this has, have been declassified. So you can go and read about these experiments and stuff like that. Apparently, according to one guy that was in the CIA at the time, he was like, yeah, dude, it happened. But he has, there, there's nothing to back it up. Did they have goats on hand? Yes. And they were just watching and uh-huh. like thinking? Yeah, they were just sitting there thinking really hard. So then they're like, think really hard about what Russia's doing right now. Exactly. Look mm-hmm. into the future. Tell us what's up. Seems reliable. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. But it's just crazy that, that we got to the point where the U.S. government was like, holy, oh God, <laughs> guys, we got to get some psychics. It was insane. But... It is through this program that this guy named Uri Geller was found, and he became a huge TV psychic. And he would go around, he'd be like, I am certified by the CIA as a psychic. And everyone was like, whoa. Was he the guy who made the goat explode? No, no, no correlation, so I have no Mm. clue. But, get this, he could make a spoon bend. Mm. (laughs) Like, I can too if I try hard enough, but <laughs> did people see this happen? Oh, yeah, on TV. That was his thing. He would go to, like, the late show, 
and he would go to daytime TV talk shows and stuff like that and be like, hey, I can bend this spoon with my mind. And they were like, what? What? What's so does that, that correlate with being able to, like, tell the future and know what's happening? Or can does he just have, like, mind powers like I guess Matilda? He just has mind powers because he also did this thing on a national radio show where he was like, I'm going to send out a psychic wave. And it's going to make something in your room different. And then people called in and was like, oh, my God, the psychic wave worked. Like, my TV turned off. What? Yeah. Do it again. Let me see if it works. Do it now. Right now? Okay, everybody. I'm going to send out a psychic <laughs> wave. Everybody listening? So if something in your room changes, let me know. Okay, I just did it. I think the flame of the candle that's burning in the room just flickered. That was my psychic ability. That was David Blaine. <laughs> He's here. Love oh, no. you. Love you, David. But so Uri Geller became known as this, this really the first famous TV psychic, pretty much. And he was like, hey, guys, look what I can do. And he did it. He did stuff. So if you need go. a spoon bent, call him. He's still alive, so you could. Really? Yes. Is he an old man now? Kind of. Does he still bend you spoons? You can tell he's, and... he's got some work done. He hmm. does still bend spoons. Okay. Yeah. Thankfully. Maybe we can call him and get him on the show. You know what? <laughs> that would be so much fun. So there was also, let's see, there was this preacher guy. So we've got, we've got, you know, you would think with spirituality, psychics, they wouldn't relate with Christianity, right? Because that's kind of like the opposite of what a lot of Christians are about. Well, there was this tele-evangelist preacher in the 80s and 90s who claimed to have psychic powers. Let me look up his name just so I can make sure. Peter Popoff. Peter Popoff? Peter Popoff. Mm-hmm. Popoff Peter. <laughs> there you go. I was thinking Joel Olstein. He's still. Oh, yeah. He's still doing he's it still, today. He's still doing his thing. No, this guy, he would have big religious meetings with tons and tons of crowds from all over the country and his thing was like he could spiritually and psychically heal you with his psychic abilities given from god so he would like know your street he would know exactly what you struggled with physically he would know your sister's brother's name you know all that type of stuff sounds like a cult oh 100 but here's what's interesting it was debunked he was another big TV psychic. It was debunked, and he had, like, an earpiece that he would re- have, and his wife would feed him all this information because he had everybody fill out cards about themselves before they went into the building. And they didn't put the pieces together? That, that was exactly what they wrote on the card? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. It's Come fascinating on, stuff. It's fat. The belief in psychics, you know, like I said, if you are a psychic, no, I mean, I, it's really fun to believe in. The length that some of these people, ha- like, went to prove that they had these abilities and stuff like that. So interesting. So fascinating to me. And sometimes it feels like they're, you know, mm-hmm. manipulating you. Because uh-huh. some people are so desperate for to know to have answers or oh, to speak yeah. to someone that's gone. Oh, yeah. Like you come to that point and mm-hmm. you'll believe anything. There was this, there's also this woman who was really popular around this time named Sylvia Brown. And this is how we're going to tie in my true crime stuff to make this <laughs> a legit episode. But she was a psychic who claimed that she could solve any case. And there's like, there's a video of her online that was in the video I watched to get ready for this episode. And it's like this woman, she's doing cold read. You know what a cold read is? No. Not, not in the English no, education I do not. sense. Okay. <laughs> so a cold read is when a psychic basically goes into a room and they ask very broad 
questions. So they're like, does anybody here have somebody who has recently passed? Nine times out of ten, yes. In a big room of people, that's going to be the case. And they're going to be like, okay, does anybody have somebody who recently passed that was named Jim? Jim is a really popular name for older people, like older men. So yes, there's going to be somebody in there who has somebody named Jim. The next question they ask once they identify somebody is going to be like, okay, he wasn't interested in cars, was he? <laughs> and here's the thing. Either yes, he was interested in cars or no, he wasn't. And it still counts because you ask, he wasn't interested in cars, was he? Oh, so I see. either way, you're right. And that's basically like the process of a cold read is you would ask these questions and then hear the spirits come down and tell you like, it's very interesting. So you're narrowing it down. Yeah, to, like, exactly. Who you can read. Process of elimination. Huh. Uh-huh. Fascinating okay. stuff. That's kind of what Sylvia Brown would do. And she'd be like, does anybody in here have a loved one who recently passed? And then she would basically tell them how they passed if they didn't know and all that type of stuff. And the video I'm thinking of in particular is... Not to bring 9-11 back. <laughs> this is twice that we mentioned it now. But the video is her doing a cold read, and there's a woman there whose husband has recently passed, and she's like, I would like to know what happened to him. And Sylvia's like, he drowned. Like, there's water. And the woman is like, um, well, he was a firefighter during 9-11. And Sylvia was like, well, firefighters in water. Duh. Mm, yeah. I think a lack of water, <laughs> um, but okay. Yeah. But so she was the type of person that would like, people would be like, yeah, we'll go to her to help solve the cases and things like that. Just not a good person. Not Even good listening person. to true crime episodes today that when, mm -hmm. when cases get so cold and like to a certain points, it's not often, but yeah. I've heard it more than once of like uh, the police or people going to psychics, oh, especially yeah. the families of the people uh -huh. that are missing uh -huh. or, you know, they don't know who killed them. And if you get desperate enough, then you can't oh. get answers from the police. Like you go to psychics, you go to psychics, obviously, which is why I think like it's still such a booming industry today is because like the lack of knowing, especially nowadays, we, we want to know. So let's go to the guys that know like Nostradamus. Who know exactly what's going on most of the time. That's just a dangerous game to play when you're dealing with like family members or oh, people who have lost loved ones. Yeah. And then you give them answers that, you know, they might not be true. Mm -hmm. Same woman, she told a family that their son who had been abducted was abducted by a short Hispanic man with dreads. And so they were like, okay, so we've figured out who to look for exactly. And then it turns out that he was, their son was not abducted by a short Hispanic man with dreads, that he was found abducted by a very tall white man with no dreads. I mean, it took them an extra couple of months to find him because she led him, led them down a completely different road. That's the darker side of this, I think. It's like, it's fun to be like, hey, psychics are so fun to talk about. And like, let's learn about the guy who could bend a spoon on national <laughs> TV and all this type of stuff. But, you know... There is a really insidious side to this. I think at some point it stops being harmless. Yes. And it's like not you being inquisitive about like, you know, what's going to happen mm -hmm. or what's my fortune or mm -hmm. whatever. You can't mm -hmm. put all of your all of your trust. 100%. In those people. Yeah, exactly. And we had a guy who showed up at the same time when TV psychics began to get popular who was like, hey, 
don't put all your trust in these people. <laughs> this guy's name was James Randy. He was a magician. He worked with the circus for years and years. And then he was like, hey, psychics are becoming super popular and none of them are real. So I'm going to debunk all of them. And he, this is so funny, bringing back Uri Geller. <laughs> he followed this man, Uri Geller. James Randi followed Uri Geller across America, disproving everything that he did. You kind of love the commitment. Oh, 100%. And he was just this old man with a white beard. Oh. And he'd be like, here, I'll show you exactly how he bends a spoon. And if I had learned exactly how to do it, I would do it for you right now. But I like my spoons and I don't have enough so i'm not gonna ruin a good spoon tv shows would have uri geller one week and then the next week they would have james randy on it disproving everything that geller did like a week before and they feuded geller and randy so much that james randy god bless his soul he was known for saying when i die i want you to gather my ashes and blow them in uri geller's eyes Oh my god. They hated each other so much, but it was so funny. And so James Randi spent the latter half of the 1900s, so like 1985 to like ni the late 90s, proving that psychics were not real. And so he had a television show where he was like, I will give you a million dollars if you can prove that you are psychic. And he was able to debunk everything. Like, that was just his job for years and years and years. It's weird, though, because I feel like as a magician, you can't debunk psychic abilities uh -huh. without inherently, like, debunking your own yeah. magic. Oh, yeah. 100%. he's just telling everyone how this guy does all his tricks. It's uh -huh. like, well, how do you do all your tricks? Yeah. Because it's not magic. He was basically ostracized from both the magic and the psychic community because of this, because he was telling people, hey, this is how the trick works. He was snitching on everyone. He was. He was such a snitch. But he was such a fun. I mean, like, you look at a picture of him and you're like, I would trust you. You love his passion. Exactly. By the end of his life, he was like kind of hunched over and stuff. And I, there was a video of him in the YouTube video I watched, and I was like, oh, man, I could carry you on my back like Yoda. Aww. There we go. He can so be he, our grandpa. Exactly. Can If he was still alive. <laughs> Maybe that's who we should contact in the seance. Honestly. That'd be fun. I'm not buying a Ouija board, but no. we can hold hands and light a candle and stuff. <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> Halloween. Seriously. That's when the barrier is... The, the most thin? Yeah. Isn't... Uh, I think four planets are in retrograde or Gatorade. <gasps> right now if you will oh my god we're gonna contact james randy i think the time is prime let's do for it a seance let's do it hey next episode next episode bonus in. episode <laughs> donate to patreon to get access no i'm just kidding yeah this is when you know late 1990s to early 2000s is when we saw a huge boom in tv psychics like reality tv psychics so like long island medium began <laughs> and that era is it still is it still on tv I don't know. She was a, an old bird. Yeah. I think she's still alive. She's still alive for sure. But I'm wondering, I, I mean, I just want, I haven't seen a picture of her in like modern day. I wonder if her hair is still bumped up. It has to up. be. It has to was be. Was that in the same era as Jersey Shore? Yes. Yeah. Around, I think maybe Jersey Shore was close to ending when Long Island Medium began to start coming out and stuff was like that. Was she from Jersey? Long, Long I, Where's Long Island? New York. I think. <laughs> I think. I'm not quite sure. English, not history. Yeah, exactly. Not geography. Yeah, we're not good with the, the places. It is New York. I mean, mm -hmm. Jersey, New York. Same thing. Whatever. Emotionally, same. spiritually, <laughs> the same thing. So that's when, like, all this type of stuff started coming. And, you know, what there? I feel like there were a couple other psychic TV shows. Is this 
intertwined at all with paranormal tv shows like ghost adventures oh yes ghost adventures i was actually watching their halloween special a few days ago and they had a psychic on there who channeled something i don't know (laughs) what it was it was very spooky same thing they're just walking around being like anybody here yeah exactly. i hear a voice that sounds like something fun to do i'm not psychic at all (laughs) but i would like to walk around and be like oh spirit spirit there's a spirit on your shoulder there are tons of abandoned places around these parts exactly visit hey i think there's an abandoned place down the street let's go wasn't there an old insane asylum nearby i think so there's there's uh there is a current mental hospital just literally down the street but i think there might be one i know there's several abandoned places like in vicksburg and stuff like that we could travel road trip hey sounds spend like the a night in a oh my god no we won't spend a night but you know it'd be we'd <laughs> pop in and say hi hey girl what's up anybody here hey how y'all doing <laughs> That would be so much fun. Okay. So early 2000s, TV psychics, reality TV psychics, big. And now we're at the era where there's TikTok psychics and stuff like that. And, you know, I was, I did a little experiment of my own and it might just be my For You page. And because Apple listens to everything and TikTok listens to everything. And I've been talking to people about psychics for the past couple of weeks, but like, I'm not kidding you. I got on TikTok today and I got three or four of those tarot card live Mm -hmm. streams and then I had six or seven people being like let me read your energy today and it's you know it's those videos of people being like I know y'all can't see what I'm doing but it's like they reach out to the camera and they spin their hand and they're like pulling and they're like (laughs) I'm pulling out all the psychic bugs or the the emotional mental whatever they are making your spirit free or whatever (laughs) you know what I'm talking about (laughs) it's like It's that kind of stuff. And it's so fascinating because I really don't think I remember talking to one of my friends early on in the pandemic. And I was like, I don't know how I got on this side of TikTok, but all of it is just spiritual people and being like, hey, the stars are lined that you are going to have a great day today. And I'm just like, what is going on? But it's fascinating to me that this is like the next transition for psychics is like this, this random little app we call tiktok you know i'm not gonna lie i did learn through tiktok about our last full moon mm-hmm. and i did charge my crystals in the moonlight and i saw a video of someone putting a glass of water outside on their porch uh-huh. and being like drink charged water from the full moon and it'll... did you oh i did <gasps> i mean it tasted a little stale <laughs> but who knows did you notice any I do you have psychic powers now I don't know. Do you need to send out an energy blast? Psychic energy blast? I'm going to send out a psychic energy blast right now. Well, David Blaine still isn't here, so I don't <laughs> think it worked. <laughs> Dang it. Oh, next time. I'll try again next time. But if that worked for anybody, if you noticed any change, let me know. Because Zadie might be psychic since she, she drank some charged moon water. <laughs> <laughs> I think, though, TikTok is very interesting it's just the accessibility. Like, you can yes. reach so many people, uh-huh. Uh-huh. and it's bound to work on someone. Oh, you yeah. You know, to be like, oh, this is the card I see for you, and it's probably accurate in at least somebody's life. Oh, yeah. So, 100%. I get it. And there's, like, in the video I was talking about, the guy was saying a lot of psychic ability and proving that you are psychic has to do with probability. So, like, if, a let's see, 500,000 people watch a video there's a good probability that Lacey, the psychic medium, is going to be like, hey, 
this is exactly what's happening in your life, there's a good percentage of people that's going to be like, oh my God, you're right. And so there you go. That proves that her, she's psychic. I mean, same way with horoscopes too. Oh yeah, 100%. I'm guilty of looking at my horoscope every now and then. And Absolutely. sometimes it's completely wrong, but the other times I'm like, oh. Every time one star pops up on my notifications and it's like, hey, you need to eat today if you're going to have a good day. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, you're right. That's why I'm so cranky. It's because I haven't eaten. The stars are correct. Same thing with fortune cookies. Oh, yes. Like sometimes you get one that really hits home Mm -hmm. and other times just completely irrelevant. Mm -hmm. But it is bound to reach someone. So that makes sense. High probability with those. Exactly. Very high probability. So that's the history of of modern day psychics. It's it's a, you know, we've gone from a guy writing four lined poetry in a big old book to five second videos of psychics saying like, hey here's what's up for the year month or whatever not much has changed i don't think we need to hold a seance i think mm-hmm. that's the next step in uh-huh. who knows if we're psychic exactly Honestly, apparently all you have to do is try your best <laughs> try your best <laughs> somebody's gonna reach out to you that's all it takes just belief and trying your best <laughs> that'd be kind of fun last year on this episode we accidentally conjured bloody mary so why not bring some psychic juju. What about Candyman? Now that's one that I will not be participating <laughs> in. Thank you very much. Y'all are more than welcome to conjure Candyman. I, I'm fine. I'm busy that day. I've had enough candy. Okay, well, that's the end of the episode. Zadie, what did you think? I love talking about spiritual things. I have, like I said, I've had my palm read. It mm-hmm. was correct. Uh-huh. So I'm not going to completely debunk it. I think mm-hmm. you should believe in whatever you oh, believe yeah. in. I, I mean, think... I think it's really fun to believe in this kind of... I don't know if I'm 100% on the side of, yeah, it's always, like, 100%. It's accurate all the time. But I think it's fun to believe in. I think, you know, as long as psychic people are not trying to scam people out of money or anything like that, I think it's fun to just kind of participate sometimes and be like, yeah, you were right. You were right about this aspect of my life. As long as it's harmless. Yes. As long as it's harmless. I'll bring you some crystals uh, next week, and you can tell me if you feel any different. Sounds good. Keep them in your pocket. Hey, Mercury is still in, in, Gatorade. in Gatorade right now, so at least until I think I think next week, so I'll take it. Beware, listeners. Uh-oh. Think Keep... Things are coming. Uh-oh. I'm getting energy right now. <laughs> if your granddad's name is Larry... And he ate oatmeal for breakfast. He said he loves you. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Somebody out there is going to be like, oh, my God. You're Grandpa. right. Wow. <laughs> Anyways, thank you guys so much for listening. Really appreciate you joining us on this fun little psychic journey over, you know, from the 1500s to present day. If you like to stay up to date with the podcast, once again, check us out on Twitter and what is it called? Instagram. The psychic energy was telling me Instagram. So thank you. <laughs> Check us out at HHYHA podcast. If you want to support the show and a good cause, donate to our Patreon. For $1 a month, you get access to episodes a day early and you donate to a good cause. And then, of course, check out our merch store. All proceeds go to the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children. That's it for today. Thank you so much for listening. And we hope you have a very happy Halloween. Ooh. Bye. <laughs> Hey guys, I know we just said goodbye, but I want to thank you so much for three years of Hey Have You Heard About. When I started this podcast, I had no idea that I would be continuing it and still having so much fun with it three years later. Thank you for your continued support. Thank you for your comments. Thank you for your discussions. And thank you for letting me tell you stories every month for the past three years. It means a lot. So thank you. 
have a great month and